Well, this morning we're going to wrap up our little two-week series that we began last Sunday entitled Normal is Broke, Be Weird. Uh, And I want to just encourage all of you tonight at 5 p.m. here at our ARAP campus, uh, we're going to have a special information registration meeting. uh, And we're going to be getting everybody that comes out tonight, we're going to get you and your family registered uh, so you can have full access to the Financial Peace Dave Ramsey program. Uh, They've taken everything that they've used for years, they've made it all digital. Uh, And so now it's all available through your phone, your tablet, your computer. Uh, They have apps now that work with the program to help you stay on point and continue to move forward and work the program. Uh, And that has been purchased for our entire church. So we want you to come tonight uh, and register and get signed up. And we're going to kind of walk you through uh, kind of a jump start program that Dave Ramsey calls getting us all moving in the right direction taking those first steps to get involved and get engaged. And when you leave here tonight, you're literally going to have access to everything uh, that Financial Peace University offers, uh, and it's just a great, great resource. And if you're here and you say, well, Pastor Keith, I don't know, I'm not really big techie, I don't like all that stuff, there's also a link where you can download a PDF. You can put some paper in your hand if that's what you want to do, okay? So it's going to be a great resource. We want you here tonight at 5 o'clock. Also tonight... Uh, We're going to have registration available uh, for a financial peace class that's going to begin start. That's going to start begin next Sunday. Uh, And Tony and Melanie Holcomb, Melanie's over there. Tony, I think, is working security this morning for us. But uh, uh, they're going to be leading that. So they'll be available tonight at the information center, and they'll be available after service this morning. If you want to stop by there and go ahead and sign up for that small group uh, that's going to be starting next Sunday during the what service, Melanie? The 11 o'clock service. You can still worship at 9.30 and attend that service. So we're going to go ahead. Last week we watched our little uh, five-minute uh, preempt video. We're going to watch that again this morning. And I really want to challenge you, really, let's get a vision. Let's ask God to give us a financial vision for our life that includes let's get out of debt. Come on, somebody. Let's begin to live a debt-free life for the glory of God. So let's watch this together again. Hey guys, I'm Rachel Cruz. I'm so grateful you're walking through this course with me and Chris Hogan. You'll meet him in the next lesson. This course will help jumpstart your progress and set you up for success before you even dive into Financial Peace University. Each video is only five or 10 minutes and includes a really important action step that you need to make sure you complete before you head on to the next video. You ready to get started? Okay, let's do this. Maybe you're here because you're facing a situation you've never faced before, like a job loss or the fear of a job loss. Or maybe you've been having some money problems for a while now and you wish you could just live your life without having to worry about money. No matter why you're here, I know you want better for you and your family. You want security and stability. You want money to help move you forward and not hold you back. Sound familiar? Well, if it does, take a second and just picture this with me, okay? You're working a job you love, one that you are passionate about, not that you're just collecting a paycheck. You never worry about getting a flat tire or making an unexpected trip to the emergency room because you've got the cash to cover it. You take your family to the beach every summer with cash and even let your kids bring a friend. Oh, and those kids that you love, well, guess what? They're going to college debt-free because you just topped off that savings fund at $35,000. But you've also been saving for yourself, too, for the dreams that you and your spouse have together. Every month, you put a nice chunk of your paycheck into a retirement account. 
Last time you checked, your little nest egg was worth more than half a million dollars. Yep, you'll retire with dignity and you'll be a millionaire soon enough. Okay, come back to me. Let's get out of the dream state because that's probably what you're thinking, right? Oh, Rachel, that's nice, but that's a dream. I mean, only rich people can live like that. And maybe that's what brought you here today. No matter how hard you work, you never have enough money. You grind it out all week at work and somehow you just seem like you have nothing to show for it. Maybe you've just been laid off and that's a really scary thing and you're just terrified that you're not gonna have enough money to pay your bills or put food on the table. Either way, you're tired of feeling like you can't get ahead. Like money controls you instead of you controlling it. You're stressed out, you're confused, you're sick and tired of being sick and tired and you just don't know what to do next. Hey, we get it. We've all been there. No, really, we have. We've all done stupid things with money. In fact, in the first lesson of Financial Peace University, you'll hear stories of stupid. From me, from Chris, from my dad, Dave Ramsey, who started Ramsey Solutions and created Financial Peace University. You'll hear exactly how this whole thing got started with dad hitting rock bottom and turning to the Bible and comments its advice to learn how to manage money the right way. It's all the same stuff that you're gonna learn and the same thing millions of others have learned to change their lives. You might be sitting here thinking, but you don't get it, Rachel. My situation's different. Financial peace is impossible for me. I've heard that from a million people before you and you're not alone in feeling that way. Financial peace is possible. In fact, here are some eye-opening numbers to show you that you're not alone. 78% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. The average student loan payment a month is $400. The average car payment is $550 a month. Only 47% of Americans who have a credit card actually pay off their balance every month. If you fall into any of those categories, guess what? According to our culture standards, you are totally and completely normal. But you know what? Normal is broke. Normal is stressed out and confused about money. If normal is broke, then we want you to be weird. Yeah, I know, it doesn't sound appealing at first, but weird is way above average. Here's what weird looks like. It's not worrying about money. It's living life without payments for anything. Weird is enjoying your entire paycheck every month. Weird is not afraid of losing your job because you've saved and have no payments. It's impacting your neighbors and strangers across the world with your outrageous generosity. Weird sounds pretty good right now, doesn't it? And the great news is this is available for you because you have made the decision to take Financial Peace University and change your life. In the first nine weeks of this class, members pay off on average $5,300 in debt and save $2,700. That's an $8,000 turnaround. And when they use every dollar, our budgeting app, they're finding an extra $395 in the first month. This isn't a get rich quick scheme or some magic pill. There's nothing behind the curtain. There's no catch. There's just real hard work and it's available to anyone who's willing to do the work. So we're giving you all the tools, support and teaching you need to take control of your money, but it won't matter one bit if you don't put it into action. It's completely up to you to make it happen. Now, don't let that scare you. Let that fuel a fire in you that says, I am in control, not the media, not the government, not the banks and credit card companies. I am in control and I refuse to ever worry about money again. So what do you say? Are you ready to quit being normal and start making your dream life a reality? Complete the action step for this lesson and then jump into lesson two with Chris Hogan. 
Amen. Well, I hope that you are ready to be weird. Any weird people in the house today? Anybody ready to come out from being broke, which is normal, and live the kind of life that God has for us? Well, Rachel identified five things that she classified as what it meant to be weird, and we looked at two of those last week. We're going to revisit them real quick, and then we're going to look at the last three. Number one, uh, normal is broke, so be weird. She said the first characteristic of being weird is you never have to worry about money. What an awesome truth that is. You never have to worry about money. And we said the first step to living a worry-free life is to identify your source because if God is your source, you can rest in the care of God. If money is your source, you will always worry. And we looked at the scripture last week where Jesus said, no man can serve two masters. He'll love the one and hate the other. You can't serve God and money. And once you identify who is your source, who are you really looking to as your provider and your protector, once you make God your source, that's where you find the peace that overcomes worry. Because not worrying about money doesn't have anything to do with money. It has everything to do with where your faith is when you're looking to God or else you're looking to your paycheck to be your provider and your protector. Number two, she said that normal is broke, so be weird. And being weird means that you can live life without payments for anything. Live life without payments for anything. And we said the first step to living life without payments is diligence. If God is my source, then money is my servant, and I have to rule over it. And we talked about a budget a little bit last week, that a budget gives you authority over your money. Until you literally tell your money where to go, it just what? It just goes, right? If you don't tell your money where to go, it just goes. And so we have to be diligent to pay attention to everything that God has given us. And one of the ways we are diligent with our finances is that we actually begin to implement and work a budget, all right? We also said we have to attack debt because debt is the enemy. Y'all say that with me. Debt is the what? Debt is not your friend. Debt is not a tool to create wealth. Debt is your enemy. It is working against you, enslaving you, and enslaving me, keeping us in bondage. Proverbs 22, 7 says, Just as the rich rule over the poor, so the borrower is servant to the lender. And then last week we said we have to resist the comparison, the contentment traps, and we talked about that. And, and Dave Ramsey says this, and I love this little quote, If we will live like no one else today, if we will be diligent, if we will attack debt, if we will refuse to go into debt, then we can live like no one else tomorrow. Right? We can live that kind of life. If you will grab hold of what we're going to be teaching and sharing with you through Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace Program, in five years you can be in a totally different place, financially free, financial peace, and you can be walking in the blessing of God and all your friends are still going to be struggling in debt unless you break out of that. Right? We've got to live like no one else today so we can live like no one else tomorrow and begin to walk in what God really does have for us. So now let's look at that third point. Uh, this is where we're going to head into today. Number three, normal is broke, so be weird. She said, you're weird if you get to enjoy your entire paycheck every month. Wouldn't it be great if you could enjoy your entire paycheck every month? So I want you all to just dream with me just a little bit. I want you to begin to dream of what your life would look like if you had no debt. If you had no debt, if you could actually enjoy your entire paycheck every month. And here's the reason we can't enjoy our paycheck. Most of us can't enjoy our paycheck because we owe it instead of own it. Think of what your life would look like if when you got your paycheck on Friday or every other Friday or once a month, think of what your life would look like if when you got your paycheck you actually owned 
All of it. What if you owned the entire paycheck? What if you had complete and free authority to tell your money where you want it to go because you owned it instead of owed it? See, if you owe your money, because I'm just going to share, and I shared with you last week, Kelly and I, for many years, we struggled financially. And we'd get paid on Friday and be broke on Saturday. Why? Because when we got paid, we owed instead of owned our paycheck. We owed it out to the bill collectors. We owed it out to all the loans. We owed it out to all the things that we thought we had to have or needed to have or wanted to have. Or all the things that emergencies created in our lives because we weren't prepared for emergencies when they happened. So imagine what your life would look like if you own, owned your paycheck instead of owed your paycheck. You can begin to live in the peace and the freedom that God has. Amen. What a beautiful thing that is to think about you getting paid. Let's just be honest. I talk to people all the time and I was there for many years where I know people that hate payday. They actually hate payday because they know just as soon as they get it, it's going to be gone. And payday is actually discouraging instead of encouraging because they don't own their paycheck. They owe their paycheck. And it's kind of like the seven dwarfs, right? We owe, we owe, we owe, so off to work we go. That was my joke for today, praise God. All right, so let's talk about this. Proverbs 21. The Bible says in verse 5, Good planning and hard work leads to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Proverbs 28, 19. says, A hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chases fantasies ends up in poverty. Look at this next point. How are we going to get to the point where we get to enjoy our entire paycheck and own it instead of owe it? We have to come to a realization. Here's the realization. There are no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts. A good plan and hard work produce prosperity and plenty. There's no shortcuts. There is no get-rich-quick scheme. There is no plan that's going to get you out of debt, no consolidation loan, no refinance loan, no this, no that, no nothing is going to get you there quicker, right? All those things are traps and schemes of the enemy to keep us in bondage longer so that we can't live the life God has called us to live. There are no shortcuts. A good plan. Now let me just tell you what I love about Dave Ramsey's financial peace. I have taught with many, many people that are a million miles financially ahead of me and Kelly. I mean, they're, I mean, they're like, we got to use binoculars to see them. I mean, they're that far ahead of us. And you know what those people have told me? Those people that are a million miles ahead of us financially have told me this works. Financial peace works. Dave Ramsey's plan works. It's biblical and it's common sense. And any time you go back to the scriptures and any time you use common sense in line with what God has to say, amazing things really do begin to happen. And so there is no shortcut. It's just a good plan. And praise God, tonight at 5 o'clock, if you come back, we're going to give every family in this room and every family that comes a financial plan, a good plan that you can work. And a good plan plus hard work is going to bring prosperity and it's going to bring plenty into your life. And the good news is, is it doesn't matter where you're starting at. You can start. Right? You can start. 
I'm just going to be honest with you. Kelly and I felt like we couldn't even work a budget for many years because we owed so much. Man, we couldn't even balance the thing out because we were in the hole so deep. But here's the good news. No matter how deep you are in debt, no matter how financially struggling you are in your life right now, you can start today and you can see your life change. Why? Because God's Word says, didn't we just read it, Proverbs 22, a good plan and hard work brings prosperity. God said it, amen, and God did not lie. A good plan and hard work will lead us to prosperity. There are no shortcuts. We have to refuse to believe the lie that there is an easy way. Let, let me give you some good news. Walking in God's financial plan for our life is not easy, but it is simple. It's as simple as having a good plan and then work the plan. It's as simple as having a good plan. Dave Ramsey, we're going to look at a couple of minutes. He's going to give us seven baby steps. It's as simple as seven baby steps that any person on planet earth can take. It's as simple as that. It's not easy, but it is simple. It's simple and we can do it. But we got to resist the lie, I'm looking for the easy way. Where's the easy button, Pastor Keith? There isn't one. It's called a good plan and hard work and you and I can prosper and live the life God has for us. Amen? Alright, so, look at this next point. This is a Dave Ramsey quote, I thought, boy, this is so good, i got to share it. It takes radical thinking to imagine a debt-free life, and we are radical. It takes radical thinking to imagine a debt-free life. When you start talking about getting out of debt, I'm just going to tell you, that is going to be one of the most radical thoughts that you've ever had. Because your family and your friends and our culture is going to encourage you, just borrow the money. Just borrow the money. Just get a loan. Just swipe the card. Get another card. Ask for the money. Go ahead and do this. Just talk to your banker. Let's just borrow the money. They'll give it to you. Come on, they want to give it to you. It's a great deal. Low interest. Let's just do this. Come on. And it's going to be radical. You're going to have to be a radically minded individual to begin to even imagine that you're going to live without debt. That you're going to come out from under the bondage of debt. But here's the good news. This is what I love about Liberty Church. We are radical. Right? We're radical. We believe God loves everybody, not just the pretty people. Right? We believe God loves broken, hurting people. And we believe that God wants every single person on planet Earth to prosper and succeed in the plan that God has for them. We believe we're so radical. We believe it's not God's will for one person to live one day under the weight of financial stress and strain. We're that radical, guys. And we're going to have to be radical in our thinking as we begin to get this vision of what it means to live a debt-free life. So look at those scriptures. Look at that next point, number four. So normal is broke, so let's be weird. You don't have to be afraid. Listen, this, here's a characteristic. You don't have to be afraid of losing your job because you have saved and have no payments. See, you and I can be weird. We can be so weird we can live without fear. We can be so weird that we don't have to worry about if I lost my job tomorrow, what am I going to do? If I lost my job next week, what am I going to do? What's going to happen in the economy? What's going to happen in the government? What's going to happen in the next political election? How's this going to affect my finances? We can be so radically weird financially that we don't have to worry about whether I got a job to go to tomorrow because I have saved and I have no payments. So let's talk about this. Proverbs chapter 14, excuse me, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 3. 
The Bible says a prudent person, prudence another word for wise, a prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton or the fool goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. Let me just share this with you. It is crazy. It is crazy for me and you to believe that the things that we own and the things that we have and the things that we possess are never going to tear up, never going to break down, and never even maybe explode, right? It's crazy, right? How many know the washing machine's going to tear up? It's crazy for you to think that that washing machine you got 20 years ago is going to last forever. It's crazy for you to think, right? It's crazy for you to think that the air conditioner on your house is never going to go out. It's crazy for you to think that the tires on your car are just going to last and last and last and last and last and I'm never going to have to buy tires. It's crazy for you to think the roof will never leak. Our roof leaked this week because of all the rain. It's crazy for you to think that those things are never going to happen. But do you know what? If you're not saving, you're crazy. But the Bible says a prudent man, a wise man foresees evil and then plans for it. He plans ahead. He recognizes there's danger. He recognizes things are going to tear up and things are going to blow up. And I keep saying blow up because I want to tell a story about Kelly. See, about 12 years ago, we had just moved to Arab. We were living in a little renter house over here in Arab. And, and back in the day, I mean, we, at that time, we were broke, busted, and disgusted. I mean, so we were not in a good financial place. And somebody had given us a riding lawnmower. And it was one of those riding lawnmowers you're glad to give away. So you couldn't crank it with a key. We had to use a screwdriver, and you had to jump it off to get it to crank. But 12 years ago, Kelly loved to mow the grass. And so I was in Alberville. I was visiting somebody. I was at a meeting. I was doing something in Alberville. So I'm about 45 minutes away. She's in the, in the, at the house, and she decides she's going to mow the yard. So she jumps off our little redneck lawnmower. She cranks it up. She starts mowing the yard. And all of a sudden, it stops because you could never mow our yard without the lawnmower dying somewhere midstream. I mean, so, you know, we'd usually mow the yard, and three days later, you'd fix the lawnmower and finish mowing the rest of the yard. It's kind of how our yard mowing skills pretty much looked. And so she had mowed the yard. The lawnmower quit, so she stopped mowing the yard, left it parked in the back by our neighbor's privacy fence, and she's over on the other side of the yard raking the leaves, and all of a sudden she hears Levi, he's a little big kid, he's screaming, Mama, 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 she turns around, and the lawnmower is on fire. I mean, it is on fire. Right beside our neighbor's privacy fence, this thing is just flaming up and flaming up. She's freaking out. She's calling me. I'm like, I'm 45 minutes away. What do you want me to do? Levi's grabbing a bucket. She don't even know where the water hose is. And then the thing is, it's flaming up. I mean, I don't know if it was demon possessed or what. It literally starts cranking up while it's sitting there on fire. Whoa, 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 and it go down. Whoa, 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 and it go down. Our next door neighbor, who was not a believer, was home from work that day. Praise God by the grace of God. He grabs his lawnmower. He's trying to save his fence. I mean, he grabs not his lawnmower. He grabs his water hose. He's over. He's cussing like a sailor. I mean, Kelly is freaking out. She's like, he's screaming, cussing. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm, you know. It was good, wasn't it, baby? But you know what? It's crazy. <laughs> we were crazy. It's crazy to think the lawnmower's never going to blow up. I mean, maybe yours won't. Ours burned up. It didn't blow up. Kelly's wanting to correct me. Right, baby? It did not blow up. It burned up. Burned. I mean, burned up. I took a picture. I wish I still had it. That would have been a great show. Show and show and tell today. 
But you know what's crazy to think that your stuff's never going to tear up, blow up, <laughs> or explode like ours did. Stuff happens, right? Nothing lasts forever. But we're being foolish if we know that and then we don't prepare for it. Now, let me just be honest. Kelly and I did not prepare for stuff like that because we did not save because we owed more than we made. So it was impossible to save money when you didn't have any money left over. And maybe that's where you are today. I'm going to give you some good news. If you'll work the plan, the plan will work. And you can come out of that place where you're not able to prepare for tomorrow because tomorrow's coming. And here's what happens, right? When you're not prepared and the lawnmower tears up or the tire blows out or the air conditioner unit goes off, goes out, you have to borrow money to fix the thing that you couldn't afford to fix, which creates more debt and more stress. Okay? Now, we're not yet where we're about to be. Let me give you some things. So Dave Ramsey teaches us seven steps. Let's talk about this. We are going to learn through this Dave Ramsey program, through Financial Peace, we're going to learn how to take baby steps. And as I said a while ago, everybody can take them. And baby step number one is the $1,000 emergency fund. Wouldn't it be great if you just had $1,000 set apart in an emergency fund where if a tire blew out or something tore up or the washing machine went out, you could go fix it. You wouldn't have to be worried about it. You wouldn't have to stress about it. You wouldn't have to care about it because you've got the money. Baby step number two is that you pay off all your debt except for your house. And we talked about that. I shared with you guys four years ago, we started paying off debt, and then our kids got married, our two girls got married, whoo, blew that up for a little while, and we got back on the program. And I'll give you some good news. Friday, two days ago, two days ago, we paid off another debt. Kelly and I had a little party, whoo at our house Friday afternoon. We, we did our little Dave Ramsey app, got to throw a snowball at our debt, watch it blow up, it was cool. Anyway, fun stuff. And then step three, and we're not there yet. Kelly and I are not out of debt yet, so we're not there. But step three is that you save three to six months worth of living expenses. Step one, $1,000 in the bank is an emergency fund. Step two, get out of debt except for your house. Step three, what would your life look like? Think about this. What would your life look like if you had three to six months worth of living expenses in the bank? Or if you lost your job tomorrow, you wouldn't have to worry. Let me tell you what else is exciting. The Holy Spirit just reminded me of this. He said, Keith, he said, how many people do you know that hate their jobs? I know a lot of people that hate their jobs, and it grieves my heart because I love my job. But I know a lot of people that hate their jobs. But you know why people that hate their jobs don't quit their jobs? They don't quit their jobs because they can't afford to miss one day, much less one week, to go look for another job. And so they're stuck because they are in debt. But what would your life look like? Think about this. What would your life look like if you had $1,000 in the bank? What would your life look like if you paid off all your debt except for your house? And what would your life look like if you had three to six months worth of living expenses in the bank so that if you just hated your job, you could take some time off to go find a new job, to go pursue a new path, to go get some training, to start going to school, to whatever you got to do to refocus yourself so you could actually get up every day and do the thing that you love to do. Now, let me just tell you, at the end of the day, it's all work, right? Even when you love it, it's still work. But wouldn't it be great if you could at least work at the thing that you're gifted and talented and passionate about doing? You can do that if you'll work the plan and get to that place where you got three to six months worth of living expenses in the bank so you do not have to live in fear. Amen? Y'all still with me? Everybody good? 
All right. Number five. Normal is broke, so be weird. Impact your neighbors and strangers across the world with your outrageous generosity. This one excites me. This one really excites me because Kelly and I have been givers our whole marriage. We've been tithers and givers for 30 years. But I would not say we are outrageously generous. And the reason I would not say we're outrageously generous is because we are still getting out of debt. And so what we own and what we owe have not got to the place yet where I believe we need to walk in outrageous generosity. Now let me just tell you some, some good news today. You don't have to wait till you get out of debt to be generous. And you don't have to wait till you get out of debt to be a giver. Because we're going to talk about how important all that stuff is. But I want to get to a place of outrageous generosity. Because I've seen some people do some things financially. And I, me and Kelly are like, we're going to do that one day. We're, we're going to do that. I want to get to that point where I can do those things that I've seen other people do to build the kingdom, to help people, to serve people, and impact their neighborhood and even strangers on the other side of the world with the power of the love of Jesus Christ through generosity. Amen? So I want you to hear what the Bible says about generosity. Proverbs 11 says, The generous soul will be made rich, and he waters will also be watered himself. Proverbs 22.9 says, He who has a generous eye will be blessed, for he gives his bread to the poor. Isaiah 32, I love this scripture, But a generous man devises or plans generous things, and by generosity he shall stand. Think about what your financial life will look like. Instead of laying awake trying to figure out and plan out how you're going to pay the bills, what if you could actually spend time talking about how are we going to give away this extra $10,000 this month? Who are we going to bless this month? What ministry are we going to build this one? What, what lives are we going to touch this month? Wouldn't it be great if you spent your time instead of planning how you're going to scrape by, you had plans of generosity where you had so much resources available to you that you're making plans on how you can bless the world in the name of Jesus? Man, that's the life I want to live. That's the life I want to move into. Luke chapter 6, verse 38, Jesus says, Given it will be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom, for with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Look at that next point. Outrageous generosity is the key to outrageous wealth. Outrageous generosity is the key to outrageous wealth because your giving determines the measure given back to you. Did you hear what Jesus said? Given it will be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Will men give to you? For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So just imagine it like this. The size of the bucket that you use to bless people is the size of the bucket that God uses to bless you. And if you give out teaspoon blessings then God gives back teaspoon blessings. But if you, rake, if, if, you, if you roll up with a wheelbarrow and dump those blessings out on people, God's got some wheelbarrow blessings in store for you. And what's amazing is when you look at people that are, that are outrageously wealthy, common denominator among the extremely wealthy, even if they're atheists and agnostics and don't believe in God, you know what wealthy people have in common? They're givers. 
People that don't know God, people that don't serve God, they create organizations and foundations and they give away education and they give away all these things to people in need. Why? Because they recognize somewhere along the way. They didn't know it was in the Bible, but it was there. But they recognized somewhere along the way as they were accumulating wealth that the more they gave away, somehow the more money they made. And they would give and they would get and they would give and they would get. And we don't give to get, but we recognize there's a principle called sowing and reaping. And you reap in proportion to the seed that you sow. And so outrageous generosity is really the key to outrageous wealth. And I want to get to that place. Now, let me just encourage you in a couple things real quick. Let me tell you real quick what tithing is not. Tithing is not giving. Because the Bible says the tithe belongs to the Lord. Tithing is how you acknowledge that God is your source. For you to say with your mouth, God is my source. I'm looking to God as my provider. And not to tithe means that your actions aren't lining up with your words. The Bible says the tithe belongs to the Lord. So I I use this illustration many times. If I gave Jeremy $20 and said, hey, hold this for me next week. And then next week we came to church I said, hey, Jeremy, can I have my $20? Jeremy could not tell Savannah, hey, guess what? I gave Pastor Keith $20 today. No, he didn't give me $20. He just gave back what I gave to him. I mean, you know, that's not giving. Everything that you have comes from God. The tithe is how we honor him as our source. The tithe is what God uses to rebuke the devourer so we can maintain and hold on to the blessing that he's given us. But it is our giving. Anything you give above the tithe, that's what determines outrageous increase and outrageous abundance in your life. And here's the good news. You can give a dollar or you can give five dollars. Or you can give $5,000, or you can give $50,000, or you can give $5 million. But anything you give above that becomes the seed that you sow, and that measure that you give out is what is measured back to you. Outrageous generosity is the key to outrageous wealth. Amen? And God wants us to be financially free. God wants you to live without worrying about money. Wouldn't that be good? By making Him your source. God wants you to be able... God wants you to be able to enjoy your whole paycheck, to own it, not owe it. And God wants you to be able to live without fear because you have saw the future. You recognize, hey, there are some things that are going to happen. The washing machine's going to tear up. The car's going to break down. We're going to have to fix the leaky roof. There are some things that are going to happen. I need to be prepared today for what's coming tomorrow because I'm a wise and prudent person. And I'm going to save for tomorrow today. And now I'm free to live without fear. Because if something blows up, I'm okay. I'll go buy a new lawnmower. I got a zero-turn John Deere right now that's paid for, praise God. And I don't let Kelly mow no more because I don't want her to burn it up. It's not true, she said. It's not true, but it sure is fun saying it. God wants you to be outrageously generous. Look at that last one. I love this. is one of my favorite Dave Ramsey quotes. Closing question here. What does a person with no debt and no payments do? The answer, anything they want to. I love that. I shared with you last week, our vision, our financial vision, is our why behind the vision of getting out of debt is we want to be able to do what God tells us to do when God tells us to do it without having to worry about money. That's where we want to get. 
We want to get to that place where we can do what God tells us to do. And we've been faithful to do that. We just hadn't always been able to do it when he told us to do it because we didn't have the money to do it then. But I want to be able to do it what God tells me, when God tells me, without having to worry about money because we're outrageously blessed. And I want to walk in that. What does a man do that doesn't have any payments? Anything that he wants to do. That's a good place to be. And that's my dream for each of us here today. We could all get to that place where we can do whatever God asks us to do because we're that blessed and that free financially to do it. Amen? Amen. Now, I want to challenge you with one thing. I skipped one scripture I want to go back and grab for you because I think this is important. It's Proverbs chapter 22, or excuse me, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 15 and 16. It says, Only simpletons believe everything they're told but the prudent carefully consider their steps. The wise are cautious and avoid danger, but fools plunge ahead with reckless confidence. Let me tell you why I want to share that scripture. When I read that scripture this week, that little phrase, reckless confidence, fools rush ahead with reckless confidence. The Holy Spirit quickened this in my heart, and I want to share it because Keith, he said, Keith, do you realize that Christians are among the worst at doing this? And he said, this is what happens with us as Christians. He said, so many times as Christians, he said, Christians make me an accomplice to their foolishness. Because when somebody says, well, well, well are you saving tomorrow? How are you going to pay for that? How are, what are you doing today to prepare for tomorrow? We have this amazing spiritual saying that says, well, I'm just living by faith. I'm just living by faith. I'm just trusting God. He's going to meet all those needs. Let me just say this to you. Faith means that you're diligent with what God's giving you. That's faith. Faith is diligent with what God has given you. Faith is being obedient to what he has told us. And he's told us that a wise man foresees danger and makes preparations for what is to come. Faith is not using God as an excuse to be foolish in the management of my money. And for many years early in the ministry, Kelly and I lived by faith, which simply meant we were being very poor managers of our money. I want to encourage us today. Let's not make a God, let's not make God an accomplice to our foolishness. Let's connect to his wisdom and let's really live by faith by being diligent with what he has given us. Because God wants us to be blessed. Amen. I want you just to bow your heads with me today. I want to encourage you just, just to settle in your heart today. If you're here today, you're a believer, you're a Christian. Man, God, God wants to bring you to that place of outrageous generosity where you can do anything you want to do because you're no longer bound by debt. That you have been wise enough to plan and prepare for what is to come. I want to encourage you right now. Lord, I just ask you to release that vision in our hearts right now. God, that no matter where we are financially, Lord, I, I just rebuke the lies of the enemy. I rebuke every lie of the enemy for every person here, every person watching online, that the devil right now is telling them this won't work for you or this doesn't apply to you or you're too far gone or you're too deep. Lord, I just declare Satan is a liar today. God, your word is true. A good plan and hard work brings prosperity. That's what you said, God, and you can't lie. So, Lord, I thank you for giving us a good plan. It's called your word. 
I thank you for putting it together in a way that we can process and understand through financial peace. And I thank you for drawing us to this place and giving us the resources that we need. And so, Lord, today I just declare that a diligent spirit would be upon us. That we would work hard at working the plan you've given us. Lord, so we can prosper and have plenty. And maybe you're here this morning with every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe you're watching online and maybe you realize, man, we're talking about financial prosperity and getting out of debt, but you realize something this morning. The Bible says this. Jesus says, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and he loses his own soul? Maybe you realize this morning that everything that I've said is true, but you also know there's something that's even more true than what I've said today, and that is you know in your heart right now by the Holy Spirit that you're not right with God. You've never really been saved. You've never committed your life to follow Him. The Bible calls it being born again. And maybe you're here this morning and you say, Pastor Keith, I want to be born again. I want to make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. And I want to ask Him to come into my life today. Forgive me of my sins and save me. I want to follow Him. If that's you and you're in person, or if you're watching online, I want you just... Right now, in person, just raise your hand. Just a simple act of faith. It says, today, Pastor Keith, I want to pray that prayer. I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. If that's you, this is your moment. You know that you know that you know that you're not right with God. And today, you want to make things right with Him. You want to surrender your life to Him. If you're watching online on our online platform, on our online campus, there's literally a hand you can click on that says, hey, I want to raise my hand. If you're watching on social media, just, just type in the com- comment bar, I want to raise my hand and accept Christ. And I'm going to pray with you right now. We're about to do this together. So let's just say it out loud. Everybody here in the room, let's just say it together. I want you to repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Rose again on the third day. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and my life. And be my Lord and my Savior. I receive the gift of eternal life. And I make Jesus the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen.